Hello and welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Tracy Roberts. And I actually have two guests with me today that want to say hi. Say hi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I am joined today on the podcast um, with by Joe and Alex, and they have joined us. Where are you from, guys? Uh, uh, we're from Project Don't say Y. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm from Scotland. I'm from Scotland. Um, so uh, we're from Project Y Training. We're a small group personal training facility in Hull. Amazing. So um, probably full disclosure, I train with these guys, so I trust them. And that's why they're in the, the podcast room with us. Um, and hopefully they're going to be joining us for a range of different topics uh, in the near future. But today we're going to discuss something quite interesting that kind of interweaves with a lot of the conversations we have around your, your business, health and well-being. We're going to discuss health, how we see it's an outfit that looks different on everybody. This is a big subject, isn't it? I suppose it depends entirely on the background you've had around fitness, whether you experienced in it or not, what, what environment you've been brought up with it. But a lot of the time, it's what information you've had access to that dictates mm. your understanding of health in general, but also fitness and, and the training and the impact that that has. So yeah. um, I think one of our our sort of missions when we when we founded the brand was to improve the education side of what, what we do as well. And if we yeah. could elevate the standard across the board, not just mm. for us and our members, um, but ultimately it's about having that wider impact. Yeah. Do you think people make that link? That's a really good point you make there of uh, health versus fitness. That's a good debate as well. Like, mm. Do you think people see it differently? Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, fitness, fitness is deemed as health when there's a lot of uh, fit people who are very unhealthy. That's a really good point. Yeah, there's a lot of fit people that are very unhealthy, especially with how it's marketed these days. Um, so like you get a lot of your bodybuilders who look in shape or on men's health, but I would not mm. deem a single single one of them healthy. Mm. Whereas that's where, again, everyone who's trying to get fit, healthy, wants and aspires to look that way. Yeah, a lot about aesthetics, isn't yeah. it? It's even, yeah. it's even a word that's thrown around even more now. My 13-year-old daughter uses that word and that scares mm. me a little bit. But yeah, perception's a bit of a weird thing, isn't it, with health and fitness? I think I think it's helpful now that things like aesthetics are starting to be separate from fitness. You've now yeah. you're now starting to hear more about performance-based fitness, health-based fitness, more occupational well-being as a side to training, and then yeah. you know, aesthetics being its own almost categorized like a sport. Like it, it's sort of accepted that it's not just general health and well-being, yeah. it's a specific branch to its own that has its own risks, just like any other sport. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a really great point because a lot of people will look at people that are on the front of men's health or, you know, women's health, whatever it might be and think, you know, is that the perfect body? But I guess we've kind of gone 360 because it's gone from being what's classed as the perfect body, which is another debate in itself. Mm. And then we're seeing a lot of um, sort of different body shapes being yeah. depicted and you get so many pros um, and cons to both sides. You get arguments from both sides, don't you? Is that, is it good to glorify that as an example yeah. or... Yeah. Yeah, interesting and debate. Just to jump in on that as well, um, the the other thing as well that people don't talk about enough is genetics. Like people on front of yeah. men's health, uh, and I, uh, there's one who's <laughs> recently been on who we know uh, and we work with a little bit, and the man is genetically gifted that way. And okay. he is he's very he's a workhorse. He can he, he trains. He's very fit, but yeah. he's also his genes support him mm -hmm. to look that way. Mm -hmm. So that, and again, that's not something going to put in front of um, men's health. <laughs> is it they're not gonna go oh yeah but my genes help me because we don't we don't know yeah. that but they do play a massive part in in aesthetics and shape yeah that's a good point as well because i think people like from my own experience of working with clients as well is a lot of people will blame their genes genes the other way 
won't they? So do you get that? Yeah. A yeah. Lot? Oh yeah. 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 Honestly. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, you tell me. I don't even know my genes. You tell me like, you tell me how your genes are affecting you. <laughs> you yeah. if you can find out a lot about yourself. I did um a DNA uh test about five years ago to to check a lot of things and what it did give me was an indication as to how I'm built, mm. what I should okay, eat. Yeah. Um, it told me like my power to endurance ratio, things like that. So, and what it actually did was come out with something that said, based on your makeup, these are the sports that you should do to excel. It doesn't mean you can't do the other things. Yeah, yeah. But it's quite interesting because what did it say? It said, it said weightlifting. Yeah. It said uh, track cycling. Um, and I think it was something else that was kind of like short and sharp and I can't think what it was. It might have been sprinting or something yeah, like that. Power, power-based movements. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was 82% built for power. Mm. Which would explain your claims. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful claims. <laughs> I can second that, that one. I'm glad you didn't with a snatch there because um, uh, there's always a snatch joke in here and people don't get it if they're not working <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, so I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. no, I think genetics plays a massive part. Some of this stuff I've wrote down is like uh, life stages for people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially, especially women. Yeah. Well, uh, well, again, it can happen at early, earlier stages. But just jump, just go back onto that a little bit. Uh, when you got those tests, because some people, for, for me, I, I like information, but I also mm. don't like too much information. Because yeah. if you know everything, you start to worry about X, Y, and Z. Or you of course excuses. you do, yeah. So how did you find getting uh, that information helpful? Did it help back up what you knew already? Or is there anything in there you thought, well, maybe, oh, maybe I, I shouldn't do that or I should do this? It made me think differently about a few things, but it also made me feel better about myself. I know yeah, it sounds yeah. weird because, um, for instance, um, I'm I'm quite ickle and I've always wondered, why can't I like running? I used to force myself to go running. Nobody likes running. <laughs> <laughs> even, even, no, we don't. Yeah, can I just like remind running. you of that on Saturday when you were <laughs> making me run? Um, That's why I make you run. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's little things like I've always thought, even through my teaching career, like certain classes I found easier or harder or whatever. And, um, and then g- even genetically, why I can't, turn my shape in certain ways mm-hmm. you know um it made me feel better about myself because i thought that explains a lot and um, what it didn't make me do which is what some of my other colleagues did was make excuses i i think i thought what can <laughs> that's, i eat that's my worry about it. yeah i yeah. mean it, it said weird things on it like you know the types of food that would benefit me more and funnily enough some of them i actually craved which mm. is weird um and, it, and like i said it outlined the sort of activities that i'm naturally inclined to be better at so for me it made me think well actually for years i've been plugging away getting on the bloody stairmaster like everybody mm bloody hate it <laughs> don't feel like i get any benefit this yeah. is actually stating that i probably don't get as much benefit as most people so then at that point about eight years ago that's when i went fully into olympic lifting and um doing the power-based work that i was doing uh, boxing was another thing that i took mm. up at the time because i found that was beneficial so it made me think differently and then it yeah, made me view good. my health differently mm. so um yeah that's how it benefited me but i can see why people would use it as an excuse sometimes and it, it does tie in with um if you go back to like the experience side of it and what it is that that you're used to doing as well, mm. um, the number of people who will go to that. So like if you're doing a, a DNA test or something like that, that should be sort of like the last two or three percent. Like you've tried doing something, you've tried yes. doing something for, yeah. for a while, and then you've not got the result out of it. Mm. I would never advise that somebody's first introduction into fitness. No, definitely like, not. And no, that's no. that's where we get no. where no. we face a lot of barriers. Is it's that that misinformation of someone seeing yeah. this catchy catchy tagline on Facebook or Instagram that says if you do these three things you'll you'll lose body fat. Yeah. Which nine times out of ten is a red flag anyway. Because especially belly fat, because you can't dictate where you lose fat. No, no. no. Spot reductions are exactly. big assumption, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. when people will go and try these three things, then it doesn't work, they'll immediately go into panic mode and say, right, now 
it must be genetics. Yes. So straight away, the marketing or the misinformation has led them down the wrong path where they've quit before they've started. Yeah. And the reality of it is, for that mm. person, it might just be you need to increase your step count, reduce calorie intake slightly, mm. and just start yeah. basic. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. just just cut. If you've covered the basics, you will yeah. see improvement. When that plateaus out, then it's the time to excel. Yeah. But don't get caught up in the nuances of the science behind it yeah. until you've got that that foundational base. base you know? yeah. yeah, that also Agreed. links to like the swimmer's body illusion. If you've heard mm. of that, where yeah. everyone sees how 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 good swimmers uh, swimmers look, and I I, I must do, I need to swim. It's like no no no, swimmers swim because they're naturally built for for swimming, yeah. and they've been like just yeah. like just like you, you've been sort of said like your more power based movement's going to help you, and it's like. Is looking at that thinking, oh, if I do that, I'm going to get that. And it just doesn't work for everybody, is it? No. And, and, and that's what scares people, I think, about this health element is. So going back to the, the initial point was, is there a link between like that, that sort of how we see health and how we perceive where fitness kind mm. of falls in there? I think that sometimes people don't see it as, that it as a health. They, they, they pretty much think the only way to have health is to have fitness. Mm. No, you can have health without fitness. Yeah. So. What misconceptions have you seen around that or what? how have you unpicked that with people? Because people listening to this podcast right now, a lot of them are very busy and think, I don't have time for fitness. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do um, probably if they really thought about it, but it's whether they enjoy it. Well, if, I, if I jump into just what you what you said then about um, about your about step count and everything from there. Again, the, the research on everyone does need to move more. That is that's correct. Uh, it doesn't mean you need to start doing CrossFit or start doing yeah. Olympic lifting or something like that. If you enjoy that, it's a good again, enjoyment is probably one of the key things when it comes to fitness because if you enjoy yeah. it, you're gonna stick at it. Mm-hmm. But I mean everyone needs to definitely move more. That's been researched. It doesn't have to be ten thousand steps, it just nope. has to be move more. I think recently there's something about four to forty seven thousand. Yeah, four to seven thousand. Yeah. I think it was even something something a little bit lower than that. Just for, but that was to Oh, uh, decrease the risk of disease, wasn't yeah. it? Yes. Um, yeah. Again, which people use an excuse as well. But yeah. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, people definitely need to move more, but people don't always need to eat less. And then, uh, again, I don't want to dive into that topic because it could be our hours. That's but, another uh, podcast. Yeah, that's another, <laughs> another podcast. And, and uh, but it's just it's just finding the balance that works for you. And mm-hmm. a lot of people know what does work for them, and what doesn't work for them. And I think people being aware of how they feel when they do certain things. And again, a lot of the research is now pushing towards. Um, how people feel about it, and, and uh, people don't want to talk about feelings, but it, it is that is where it's going. It's how it yeah. reacts to their body, how they react to that emotion, whether they're actually going to take control of it and do the things about it, or yeah. they're just going to let that take over them. Well, um, our listeners all want to talk about how they feel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> because uh, part of the big thing we do here is we use our print tool, Psychometrics, to work out how they're wired. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes that is a link into how they approach their health or, yeah, their, or their fitness goals. You know, if someone's got a high and succeed and achieve is normally a link with some sporting background or yeah, yeah. I need to be part of a, you know, an individual. But for other people, it's individualism. And actually to them, it's important for them to do things. Well, to be fair, looking at me and Al, Al is, we we operate, but we, we share the exact same interests of what we want to achieve, but we operate yeah. very differently. Okay. He, uh, he operates more in a competitive environment like with the no, training never <laughs> I, uh, but it's like he you're a little more extremely motivated not in terms of money side of things more in terms yes. of like i i want that competition bit of achievement yeah 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 and but I, you came from sport though yeah you came, yeah, from, yeah, came yeah, from sport, yeah. yeah and but whereas i'm i'm i i'm quite happy 
uh, just building on my on ticking my your boxes. Yeah, and, yeah. and like, like, like for example, most people, I'd happily sit in a dark room on an air bike for hours on end. And just, uh, I, I, and <laughs> that I, is just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like uh, for, for me, it's something uh, within myself, and I, I like to work on different areas. And but I'm not too fussed. I, I like the competitive environment from time, time to time, but I don't need it. Okay. And that for me isn't like the big, the big push. And again, yeah. just just deciphering how people work and uh, what works for them. And again, fitness doesn't. Uh, we both love fitness. But how we approach approaching it, it's yeah. very different. Yeah, and that links in great with you know how how we um, approach most of our conversations, even around leadership and stuff. We'll look at your motivators, internal motivators. We call them your unconscious motivators. We'll look at um, how you see the world and how that can be intertwined to relationships, job, mm. and it even does cross over with your health and well-being. Because for some people, uh, an example I can give is some people who fall into what we call shadow behavior, or when they're not performing at their best, there is a direct link between that health element because it, it is important to them to be fit or healthy or move more or whatever it is and then they're not being able to because of the commitments of the job so that in itself causes a little bit of an issue with their performance at mm. work so there is a direct link between your health and your well-being and how you perform at work right and absolutely, i bet you get that yeah, co that comment a lot yeah. from people that you, yeah you and train. we do see a lot of people especially people who haven't necessarily got a, a massive background in training yeah mm. within the first three weeks i always yeah. say the first three weeks we, at least within a month we've had someone say they're even getting most of done at work like just the productivity mm. the because yeah, yeah. the body itself is is the biggest tool like and ultimately what it is is it's a tool like your body's a machine and if you don't take care of the machine the machine's going to break down yeah and if the machine is what's doing your job and earning your money and doing all those things and looking after your partners mm. and your kids if your machine isn't functioning properly you're not going to be able to to produce the output mm. at all, if not, certainly not the standard that you'd want it to be. The next T2 Leadership Retreat will take place on the 7th to the 9th of May, 2024. To book your place on the ultimate leadership development experience from the People Performance People, or for more information, please visit www.trans2performance.com. One of my icks that we went through is... <laughs> Um, people one seeing, of many one of many <laughs> but people seeing gym memberships as a bill and it's not it's an investment yeah. like That's, yeah a fitness a fit, I'm plugging us but on <laughs> wherever you go yeah, yeah. It, is, <laughs> it is ultimately one of the very few things in life where you get back every penny that you put in Your return of investment yeah. right and as there long is as you put it there's in. absolutely yeah. no risk to it no. Like if you if you pay whatever they're charging to turn up and you keep turning up and you put the effort in at whatever level that is mm. as long as it's that that adequate dosage and you stick yeah. with it and you do it over time and you compound the interest because that's that's the underlying thing of all of it is consistency yeah then you're gonna get that return on investment and it might not be mm. you might not notice it in a month it might not be well, six a, months yeah, it might be two years but you'll there. turn around and you'll say okay i can see i'm getting somewhere there was a tipping point there i can definitely see the benefit and yeah, like you say, I think that's a really good way to look at it. It's like that like investment. And, you know, in, in years gone by when I was first in fitness, it was like comparing it to like, you know, you'd pay for a, a nice Starbucks every day and mm. you won't invest in having a gym membership. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But there is a bit of truth in that, isn't it? That you, would, you wouldn't necessarily think of it as the same ROI, but it is. And then there's that link between your physical and your mental health, which is what helps your productivity yeah. and gets your chemicals flowing and makes you feel good. I always feel better. I'm giving you a chuck up here, but I always feel better when I come in after a workout in the morning mm. and they, these lot can tell. Yeah. 
you know, and it's just because um, I'm firing my, you know, my mentally I'm stimulated as well as physically. Via lunchtime, by the way, I'm tired and um, <laughs> my muscles ache, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's just getting old. Um, but um, I think most people that that work alongside us have all got their own, you know, some of us it's dog walking and yeah. getting yeah, steps yeah, in, yeah. Um, uh, you know, for myself, it's training relatively seriously. And there's other people in here that would just like to dabble, but they do the stuff that gives them that stimulus to just be a better human. I think that's probably the way I'd explain it. Um, but yeah, I guess you're seeing all types of people coming through the doors now, ranging from people who've had loads of experience down to those who haven't. And is there is there something or is there anything that comes up it's repetitive in terms of what people assume when they walk through that door? In- uh, I mean, it's, it's a diff- <laughs> difficult one. Um, uh, in terms of goal-wise, what a lot of people, um, some people come in going, I want to lose weight. Yeah. Um, what's nice what we've had recently is people are like I want to I want to move better um, I want to I want to get stronger and I know I was like if I lose weight that'd be a good thing as well but no I, it's, it's yeah. always it's always always weight loss and I usually think it's more so I always try and find people we, we, we both try and pe- find people's background uh, yes. about it like where have you trained before what have you done before uh, why have you done it what's the main motivator and we, again project why um, as, 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 like, the whole reason we came about why was like is finding finding your why why what, what it is that want you want to train what it is you want you're trying to do mm. achieve and and make it about you and just yeah. try and really build on top of um uh, just get to the get to the the ground roots of why you want to do it because if you can understand why you want to do it and mm. as, if we can understand why you want to do it it's so much easier for us to help that individual um, that's that's so good and i think if more facilities i'll go to call them facilities because mm. they're not always gyms yeah. that deal with wellness <laughs> and stuff yeah. Um, had that approach, I think they'd probably have higher retention rates. Knowing what I know about retention rates in the fitness industry, oh, yeah. um, what's interesting about that is we use the why and and uh, as a big part of our kind of um, narrative around your sense of purpose. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And there'll be a massive link between that and what you're talking about there, you know, why people do what they do, why it's important for them to be fit and also what stuff they've been fed in their life, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, that's, and, and to be fair, we, we, we uh, when we created uh, our... I mean, we left our, the last place and came to do our own thing. It was why do we want to do it? Mm. Like, why like, do it was our why yeah. as well as it was yeah. for everyone else. Yeah, it's like why do we want to do? It? What do we want? To, what do we want to produce? And um, and if you outside look at it, everyone's everyone's always got oh yeah, gyms, money. It's like no, no, no. it's like we, no. want, we want to do it because we we have a passion in this and we want to do better than anyone else anyone else locally because we don't feel like the local environment offers what we offer impact isn't it it's yeah. it's your legacy it's you know anyone can kind of guide people that's got um some sort of qualification in fitness to or health to uh move better yeah let's not go there yeah. <laughs> the box yeah, well, you already know my feelings on this um and um but and you'll get a result but the long-term goal is legacy isn't it and actually if people are you're leaving your legacy and you're causing ripples then you've got a never-ending flow of referrals and people who stay a long time and people get great results and they go through the peaks and troughs with you. So they might be in the moment and in peak shape and then for three months, life takes a bit of a turn and you're the one that just keeps them going. If it's important thing, because I mean, the difficult thing is as well, people sell results. And again, you have to sell results to get people in, which is, I understand marketing side of things, but you can't always be chasing results. Mm. Like I am not a, I'm not results based uh, in terms of the way I train. I don't, I don't really have to set goals. Uh, that often I don't need that target all the time because I just I enjoy what I do and I know where I want to improve on my own fitness. Yes. But 
there's always it's setting the right goals and, and being able to what, what Al does really well is help reshape people's goals and if people yes. are struggling a little bit I usually go right well let's just have the conversation with Al because he'll be able to pick that out a little bit mm-hmm. I, I deal a lot more of like the, the the mindset around it more like the framing of yes. it yes but actually just knowing that you don't always have to be chasing result or like actually take a look at the next three months so let's say you are you've got a busy three months so like, right well let's don't change your goal from trying to hit a 200 kilo squats first came to my head um but it's change your goal from hitting that hitting that target and let's just go well um if you can actually manage three three sessions a week while you're working away and actually start to someone got a conversation recently works two weeks on two weeks off mm. and when it's two weeks off it's like oh yeah it's dreadful i don't train anything like, right our goal is just to get you moving three times a week then you yeah. do it when you're at home so why can't you do it when you're away and yeah. then and it texts me like yeah i'm actually in the gym i'm actually in the gym now i've gone out for a walk and just be more conscious about yeah. it yeah it's just being it's just being conscious about your activity at all times and your priorities, right? Yeah, because your if your priorities are in your priority list on a daily basis, of course we all come in, check our inbox, and decide what we're going to do. And then we do loads of training with people on how to prioritize those things. One of the first things I always put in there is is your health and your well being. Mm no matter what it looks like to some people it's a 15 minute walk at lunchtime to clear their head to some people it's mindfulness to some people that's their idea of hell they could never oh, do that yeah. p.s i can deliver mindfulness but i can't take mindfulness that's yeah. how it works <laughs> um and then for, for other people it is about like you say if, if uh, I, I'm, I'm saying with you guys i can be on the road a lot and i'll say to you you probably won't see me for 10 days mm. um i am training when i'm away but it's not structured as when i'm working with you guys but i have to make a a bit of an attempt in my head to have a, a a bit of a contract with myself yeah, yeah. to say like for for a start and i'm going to say thank you to becky for booking all my hotels because the first thing she does is check the gym yeah. <laughs> yeah. because for me that's a non-negotiable mm. and i get it all I for the all. people it's a restaurant or the bar but for yeah, me yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get it all i get it all the time though it's like oh yeah i'm gonna struggle on my way this week and like right, well like where's your closest gym yeah oh well go for a walk there are gyms you can just pay for pay for the session you like, can. if it is a priority to you then, and again, that's why we go through priorities of people. Mm-hmm. It's like, right, is health a priority? Yeah, it is. Okay, you tell me health a priority, but you've done absolutely nothing about it for the past six months. Mm-hmm. This is what health... It's a truth bomb, yeah, Matt. Yeah, this is what prioritizing health looks like. It's like while you're going away, like a priority to you is, tra- is training health and, and, and being active and being fit. So... You're like, right, where the, where are the gyms? Mm. How am I going to get my training session in? They're I'm not, sharper. I'm yeah. sharper on those oh, sessions absolutely. because of yeah. that. And you're not, you're not you're now thinking, oh, I need to make that up. Oh, I need to get that done. No. Oh, like, it's already in. Like, yeah, it may not be the same thing you do with us, but it's still movement. And you still, like, from what you've learned and what you know from, yeah. like, from your experience, it's still something that's going to help yeah. push the needle forward in one way, shape, or form. And I think for most people, it's just, and that's that's the thing that the whole point of how it looks different on everyone. I think people um, get really hung up and chastise themselves by measuring themselves up against those people on Instagram, mm. Facebook, Gymshark, adverts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go there another time. Um, but I guess the message I'm trying to get across to people today is that your health is your health. Mm. Your priorities are your priorities. You've just got to line them up, right? But you've got to pick activities or movements or fitness whatever whatever term you want to use that suits you and for some people like I say it's just basically getting out and getting air and walking for other people it is about it helps them to have structure in a gym some of them are really great at taking goals like yep. setting goals and saying right I want to try and aim to, to do this but we've got to be pretty smart about those goals and think what happens if you fall off the wagon yeah because it does happen let's mm-hmm. be honest what happens if you're you just go me yesterday 
my head was not in it, was it? When I was trying to do cleans, I said to you, it's, it's the wrong bloody day for me today. <laughs> <laughs> but you all have a day like that. Um, how do you deal with the setbacks? Mm. And I think if you if you look at it from that perspective, everyone listening today could say, right, what's my environment? So hybrid working, always an interesting conversation mm. for us. It's good in some ways. It's bad in others. It's bad for collaboration sometimes. It's bad for routine. And it can be bad for taking that social kind of aspect out of things. It can be good because you can work your life quite easily around it. Work from home, check out the dog, check out the kid, you know, no no transit to and from work, all the rest of it. But even that took people out of going to the gym because that was their thing in the morning mm. on the way in. Um, now they're at home, they're like, great, I'm going to do it at home. Does it, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, no, doesn't I mean, you, you, I mean, for some of us, yeah. to be fair, I am impressed by some people. Some people, someone who joined us recently is like, oh, I train at home three or four times a week yeah. and, and you start joining others and she's enjoying them. She still does a bit at home. I'm like, mm-hmm. like yeah. fair, fair, fair play. And, and I'm, I'm like that. I think more people were like that in lockdown and then they've got out of the yeah. habit. So a lot of people have got the kit in their house now. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the point I'm trying to say is if people do have that equipment, you know, um, did they enjoy it? It's the first thing I'd ask. Mm. So many people went out and bought a really expensive kit, didn't yeah. they? And actually, like, say they bought the assault bike, which we know is the devil in disguise. Um, and it's not. <laughs> well, I quite like it. Um, I prefer it over the ski erg. But um, point being that if they bought it just to force themselves into doing something, the likelihood is it's yeah. now a, a coat rack. So, but <laughs> yeah. so even then, what I would put forward to you is... What COVID did really well was it put the priority back on health and wellness. It did. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, you have got people who will pay astronomical amounts of money to have a bike in the garage that they probably haven't used since. <laughs> yeah. And you go, so you made that investment. You took the step when it was at the front of your mind, mm-hmm. and then you've let it slip. And yeah. the the like I said, the, we have different approaches. I'm I'm very much black and white. Um, I've never noticed that. No, <laughs> but the <laughs> way in terms of like consistent <laughs> consistency, what gets a lot of people back on and away from. Sometimes the feelings can get in the way of the result, yeah, and there's a balance. Like feelings are important, and you got to, you got to, of course they are. You've yeah. got to rely on them, but you can't yeah. let them hinder you at times because that yeah, yeah. that that's where consistency goes out the window. Agreed, and I had a, yeah. I had a conversation discomfort with a, is, is important. Yeah, in some and shape I, I had a forward. conversation yeah, with discomfort a is necessary for yes. progress. Yeah, and and this they really struggle with when they have a stressful day they just don't have the energy to go and just go for a walk. And I was like, look, I get that, and. The way I put it to them was every single decision you're going to make, one's going to take you closer to where you want to be and one isn't. Yeah. If nine out of 10 of those decisions take you closer to where you want to be, then you're going to, whatever it is, Mm. you're going to get there eventually. Yeah. The more decisions you make that take you closer, the quicker you're going to get there. Mm. That doesn't mean every single one has to be perfect. Mm. But what I challenged, what I challenged them with was you have to both agree that if you're not making the right decision, you're happy with it. Because then that falls into the regret side. So it's like, if you're going to regret it later, you need to do the right thing. Mm. If it's a genuine, yeah. like the, the, the way they were talking about it, some, some days one of them will get home from work and they just know like training's not going to help or yeah. they don't, they just need to talk or they just need, they just yeah, need to get a takeaway and yeah. they just not, they just need to offer Self-care, yeah. Yeah, and you go, well, that's fine. Mm. But they've justified that decision and you've gone that, well, that's fine. Just mm. don't make two of those decisions in a row. So yeah. they justify it now and they say, right, we can we can do that tonight, but that means tomorrow morning we're getting up and instead of having coffee in bed, we're going to have coffee while we go for a walk. Yeah. Fine. That's like, a very small change. It makes a big yeah, difference, isn't yeah. it? And yeah. just break down yeah. the decisions you're making. So it's like you yeah. can still listen to feeling. You can still listen to um, emotion. But still make a better Yeah, but decision. just justify it with that yeah. black and white. It's it's either going to take me one way or another. And mm-hmm. that that's how I prefer to operate because there's less 
wiggle room for error. Yeah. And it tends to lead to high percentages of consistency, which over time compound. is that is that compound investment. Yeah. yeah. Are you a fan of our podcast? If so, make sure you're following us on all of our social media channels. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter by searching Trans2 Performance. By following us, you'll have access to exclusive content, special announcements, and more. Join the T2 community today is about just changing your habits like covid did it the other way we had to change our habits this way yeah but then we adapted around it and then when we come out of covid a whole new ball game started and i guess wellness kind of what was quite interesting about covid so people's investment in wellness went up because actually after a point they realized how bored they were and how crap they felt yeah um but then um other people were working harder than ever so mm. i can definitely say that during covid i've always been into fitness and i've got the facility to to work out in my gym however what i was finding was if i didn't do that um it, i really struggled yeah. because my workload was so high because i was tied to my desk because mm. i was working from home i was like 12 13 hours a day sometimes so it kind of forced me to kind of create a bit of a new routine around it yeah, yeah, yeah. but i relied on it more if anything yeah. um so it is about like habit building mm. um and it's also about thinking about what what's important to you so is it important to you to for instance the, the example you used there was a great one is it important to you um because you want to feel better but also because you want to connect with people that are close to yeah, you yeah um, and there's loads of research around body body systems isn't there yeah. around if you train with someone else from a gym perspective you get higher retention rates that's why we're on the, we're on, the we're on the model I, we we get far better results um I, i've had plenty of one-to-ones but there's always a point because ultimately us as um as personal trainers as coaches we're trying to elevate the individual. So we're trying to elevate you in any way, shape or, shape or form. Yeah. And I know one of the first things you came to us was on that first day, we were like, can I have a look at your program? We're like, absolutely, yeah. let's go. I, was like, <laughs> I did I was do like, that, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. And I was like, I can't wait to tell you how everything's been thought out. It's not just <laughs> it's not just uh, like throwing stuff at the wall, see what sticks. But it's, it's that, that being able to understand like what you're doing and uh, uh, the reason you're doing it for. Why that's important. Yeah, why that's me. important yeah. and, yeah. and knowing how to move forward with it. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, if you can think of connections as well as a big thing with with health or exercise, it's like if you've got people that are close to you that do things yeah. like that and that you can connect with them. Um, if you're working out with the gym, there's loads of studies around if you've got someone, a training partner and mm. how you'll connect because that social connection's there as well. And it's like a contract. Yeah. Um, so in our kind of workouts, you notice when people are not there in the morning yeah. and, you, yeah, and then yeah, you do yeah, say, you know, yeah. where were you? Yeah. You know, you stranded me this morning. Um, and, uh, you know, thinking of a typical Saturday session where everyone's in, yeah. there, it's very obvious people come in and kind of gravitate towards each other. So it's like, even if you were thinking about being a bit lazy and being a bit off your guard, yeah, yeah. you'd come in. And I think with wellness, even for individuals, it's very similar. It's like, what do you want to get from that? Is it your own headspace or is it the connection or is there a way to do both in some shape or form? Yeah. So I think that's super important. You can you can go too far one way with it. So in terms yeah. of like, which 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 uh, I'll, I'll raise a really good point of like, uh, I can be black and white. Is it going to help me? Yes. Is it not going to help me? No. Mm. But then you can also get a bit too obsessed with that yeah. at a certain point. So it's just knowing... Uh, is, is having having that system in place where you can check you're like is it going to help me yes uh is it uh, like am i going to benefit from it yes or no yeah. is it is it going to be something that's going to 
hinder me down the line am i overthinking it potentially i might be am i okay it's just knowing if you're okay with this and it's something you can actually manage and if something if a span is thrown into the works how you deal how Mm. you deal with that because yeah covid was uh, um one hell of a span extreme (laughs) but at the same time (laughs) people set standards uh people set standards of maybe like okay i can't can't go to the gym so i'm gonna i'm walking i'm walking walking ten thousand steps a day they go back to the office they can't achieve that are they are they happy to are they happy to to cop the fact they're going to have to put more in place to hit that ten thousand, or are they unhappy where they maybe go six thousand but they've got a few different things in place to yeah it's just it's it's finding that that balance and i guess that's what and going back to my point of like uh, of going to that smaller group system was is how we can actually get them to understand how to benefit themselves and 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 build that structure around it so they're not just on their own overthinking it they've got Mm. other people around it's a bit more enjoyable and us actually coaching them how to uh, right one for the right word actually think about it and a lot of a lot of my work is getting people to uh, because i I deal a lot more nutrition it's getting people people to view nutrition differently oh right well that's gonna take us down a rabbit hole oh yeah yeah but like it's just it's actually thinking BMI. About... <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. going to put that out there. <laughs> you said you said we couldn't say bad words. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but, right there. but it's it's a valid point because I'm raising it because of the health side yes. of things. So, like, we talk to a lot of people who are under a lot of pressure, you know. So, some how how like, obviously health um, can be affected by work insecurity, stress levels, long hours, yeah. commuting, travel. Lack of autonomy can mm. even affect your mental health and your physical health um, because of, you know, how we're built to, to, to deal with the world. Boredom, mm. I put down, definitely. Lack of recognition can, yeah. uh, can affect you. And there's also that physical strain from repetitive strain or lifting, shifting, even driving a lot. Mm. You know, for me, that's the thing that gets me. I've got a back injury, as you know. So if I'm on the road, I might not have trained, but by the time I've got to Friday, it feels like yeah. I have. Oh, yeah. So there's all those things in the equation there. And then people are then going and they've got interventions from doctors, physios mm. and all those things going on. And then they're measuring themselves against some of the widely known ways of saying, yeah, you're in great shape or you're not in great shape. One of the things I put down here was BMI is one of those, what should we say, contentious um, BMI discussion set up, points. <laughs> BMI is set up to generalize the population. And if you are someone who's fit, active, healthy, um, and doesn't uh, and and is outside of the scope of that. You don't fit into BMI, mm. uh, in in my view, because it's, it's there to create that 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 awareness. One, yeah, that yeah. one system for all. Uh, and uh, again, uh, yeah, it, it, it ultimately it has a lot to answer for because. Yeah. I mean, if you're going off BMI, I think I've been clinically obese since I was about oh, 14. I've been, I've been overweight since I was <laughs> 13, yeah. If, uh, and That's funny. Staffed as it is, you sit there and go, if you're not someone who's informed, or you're, especially at that sort of younger, younger age, yeah, if you're, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can... take that information on board, okay. that can that can send you down That's a rabbit hole yeah, itself. And, I, and I, I started training, uh, I think seriously training around 16, because everyone, everyone thought, I, I mean, more outside. Uh, as being guys, everyone followed the Arnie routine. Everyone saw uh, Arnie. It was like, have uh, you watched the Netflix series? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, so it's good. Got, it's got a man. Yeah, but, I um, want his donkey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I said it's like, but I, I, uh, I was quite fortunate to have a teacher who was into it, and like, and when you go to the BMI, like I'm overweight. It's like, yeah, and he sort of said yes, but you're and yes, he, but the, the, yeah, <laughs> and like your body types, and when I started learning about exomorph and all that type of stuff, yes. and then I, I was like, oh, I'm a mesomorph. That's great. I can. I, yeah. Um, but it was the understanding and actually someone there to tell you well no, it doesn't really matter it doesn't matter too much you might be overweight there but you're uh, you can put on muscle a little bit easier than, mm. than most so you've got to look like you're not fat you're not 
yeah. overweight mm. in the areas that are going to be an issue to you. People don't know this stuff, though, do they? And Ooh, the amount uh, of people who... You've, yeah. just, you've just triggered something else. Oh, I felt It was uh, that, that whole... You ever heard the um, muscle weighs more than fat? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's always an interesting yeah, debate. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, yeah. again, it's, you know, we're, we're bringing this into like uh, a common denominator in terms of how people understand things. BMI, weight, clothes size, all those things. People do measure their health on those things. Mm. Um, and that that's always been something I felt really strongly about. So one of the debates we had in the office the other day was around dress sizes. And when I say dress, I don't mean frocks. I just mm. mean when you go to different shops and yeah. you'll pick a 10 up and how it fits differently in another shop, another shop. Yeah. Guys probably got the same problem with t-shirts. I don't know. It's probably something mm. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, it can be, but... And then, yeah, and then how people then will compare weight. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. and, and then they don't take into consideration distribution, your height. Yeah. Mm. Um, I remember having a huge debate with uh, people in one of my sort of first leadership roles around um, body fat. And um, how people wouldn't believe that, like those two people lined up, and then this person that looked this way must have—they must have had more mm. body fat than this person here. And I was like, "That's not taking into equation all of the things that you need to consider about the body. You know, skeletal muscle mass, and you know, um, all the stuff that actually, if you really educated someone, they'd understand, like yeah, yeah. what visceral fat is and how mm. you can be a fat skinny person. Oh, well, I've just said it. I, you can be a fat skinny <laughs> person as well. well I, I get, I get this sometimes. If um, every I don't want to say normal person, it makes it sound weird, but like, do you only have a conversation with someone who doesn't train? Yes. Um, and I sort of said, I sort of my way. Oh, really? I thought like that's sort of similar to me. I like, uh, like uh, it's distribution. They think, they think they think I'm I'm light I'm lighter mm. than I am. It's yeah. like it, again, that's a view on fitness. You're, Fitness needs to be light. Scotch beef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need that T-shirt. Well. I know you do. Um, but yeah, that is, is the perception of, of fitness is a, is a yeah. It is. And and that, and a roundabout way, it, it is a rabbit hole, but we'll come back. We were, we were <laughs> yeah. on a conversation yesterday about um, sort of the responsibility of occupational health and well-being. Yes. And how nine times out of 10, it's that person who doesn't understand who is in charge of that budget. Yes, and then falling, falling down this rabbit hole. But because because of that that misunderstanding, that yes. budget in itself gets misspent. Yes, of and course. then that budget. You you talk to most people who are in that position. The first thing that goes in those large companies when they're cutting back is education, mm. and then it's well being, yeah. one way or the other. Yeah, ED and I gets cut back as well. Yeah. Actually, it's yeah, a really yeah, yeah. well known one that's cut back. Yeah. You sit there and you go, well, if you are actually spending that money, instead of putting on. A, a random boot camp or a five-a-side tournament, those things don't, we spoke don't get about. Don't boot camps, please. Um, <laughs> please. But instead of doing investing in a gesture that ticks yes. the budget box, if you actually invested Long in term. providing this information to people yes. and put on seminars where people can come in and answer these questions and yeah. talk about the impact on mm. mental health and productivity yeah, yeah. and especially employers, if you actually got to sit in front of employers and talk about, like, if you've invested this money in people, not necessarily just training, but whether it's time, whether it's time to go walk, whether it's yeah, longer breaks, all those sorts of investments you can make, the mm. productivity off the back of that, because they are happier, yeah. fitter, at genuinely more well, yeah. that's an investment that no one should ever go back on. 
that is an ROI. That's that, yeah, what you were yeah, saying about, you know, yeah. that that's long-term and, and a lot of people disguise this cultural stuff, you know, the beanbag generation where we go, oh, we've got a great culture because we've got a beanbag and got free coffee in the staff room and stuff. <laughs> and for me, that's not good bean culture. We, we, spend, yeah. we spend half our jobs here on picking that assumption yeah. and like oh, what absolutely. good culture. But I think you're right, the well-being bit slots directly into that in terms of your return of investment. You know, if you've got happier workforce, you've got um, higher levels of self-esteem, yeah, yeah. probably pushing the barriers a little bit more you've got prevention of injuries yes. illnesses sicknesses yes. all those things and uh, social exchanges yeah. if you're getting it and, right and also on that and, and we're looping back to what we, uh, we said earlier it's people's entry into fitness uh, mm. as well and again uh, where, where it does go wrong it's just like right I'll, I'll i'll we'll do some wellness for the team let's get a boot camp i will try not to go down the boot camp rabbit hole <laughs> But that doesn't. That doesn't Other serve. exercise classes are available. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I've never I've never met I've never seen a company, and this is something we want to push a little bit more mm. locally because of uh, us being hot. I've never seen a company go. I want to invest on my, my team getting stronger and actually healthier. And everyone just goes. I'd fair. It's probably more the actual gyms get a bit excited about it and go. Let's chuck a boot camp on. But but even, even people, that term scares people. Yeah think, yeah. And everyone it's it's, it's uh, you got twenty four people in a, in a circuit format running around. You've got some people who are naturally quite fit they maybe do a bit running some people mm. who can't move and you can't spend the time with them mm. so they're the person who's quite fit like oh, i love that i'm so, I'm, I'm sweating and i, I really push mm. like, the person who's never done fitness in their life has gone i hated that yeah that was awful that's yeah. my view of fitness and then and that's, that's it that's yeah. when it goes down and and health, yeah. yeah and again one of the one of the things we try and do is break down that barrier from the mm. off yeah and say, look that is not fitness and we can get to that level but you also don't have to get to that level no. You do strength like we are we're strength-based because we think it's it is it's the best it is it is the format to do Mm. Because it's how it's how you that's how you build people stronger for life. Mm. Fitness and that's it for it. life is for probably. Life, yeah, yeah. Perceptions is such a big thing, and that's kind of one of the things I wanted to sort of kind of hone back into before we kind of cover some key things to, to finish off. But that the, the outfit that looks different on everyone is all sometimes based around perceptions you have. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you have to be, you know, look like a runner. Uh, if you enjoy running, you have to look like a runner. You know, if you if you enjoy weightlifting, you're probably gonna have to accept that you're gonna be look like RNA at some point. Um, <laughs> and there's all these perceptions. When, when is that point? Tell me. <laughs> I'm still, still waiting. waiting. I know. I'm still waiting. <laughs> but I'll use myself as an example. I've always been pretty short. Put muscle. On. I, I am someone who puts muscle on quite quickly. Um, I'm not your traditional small girl. I can mm. exercise as much as I want, and I've never ever been traditionally skinny is that the word yeah. um yeah. and that's made me feel like a bit of an outcast sometimes mm. particularly when i was in health and fitness because when i entered the industry it was all about size zero yeah. and uh, anyone who was even advertising a class like body pump would look like they had no muscle mass and it used to confuse the hell out of me but that's how it was yeah, yeah, and i yeah. think what i'm really keen to land on today is that and you guys are all about this it's <clears throat> we've got to shelve these perceptions we've got to look at ultimately for the people listening to this podcast how important is their health what does that look like to them? Where does it get prioritized? And ultimately, don't chastise yourself if mm. you're not a big fitness person in inverted commas. Do what feels good to you. And there's so many ways to do that, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, you, you've you've sort of tied two of the key words together, which is this perception and this culture. Yes. And culture nine times out of 10 dictates what the perception is going to be. Because you can, you can take information on and how you will feel about that information. Most of the time, if you don't know, is how everybody else reacts to it. Yeah. And if the culture was a more educated culture where it's as long as you're doing what works for you and you're enjoying it and you keep doing it, yeah, all good. Yeah. But unfortunately, you got culture where everyone wants to throw their 50p in and their opinion. And if it, if it clashes, 
normally with the uneducated, that's that's where the perception goes wrong. Yeah. And if we can simplify, and we've said it a lot, but if we can simplify the marketing to enjoy the process and I celebrated like the process more option, yeah, uh, more often, then the goals will come, like the achievements yeah. will come. Yeah. There's so much more scope for that in strength training as well. Yeah. Because it's is. not it's not just getting stronger, which everyone 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 thinks the more you lift, the the bigger you get. It's, it's, it's being able to move better, feel more comfortable in your clothes, feel mm. more comfortable in movement, and and and, and yeah, and ultimately you, you will get stronger. You feel that. empowered. It helps. Yeah, empowered I, to, I think it's really. Yeah. People always say about going for a run to get those endorphins, and you, yes, you do. But I don't think people realize the benefits of strength training. Yeah. Um, even just the mastery side of it, you know, if you're going to go and do stuff with a bar, yeah. sometimes the mastery side is the fun bit and the yeah, bit yeah. that, that I, cognitive. I, I, take a clean, for example. When you get a clean right, it feels it feels great. Oh, it does. It, it does. does. You're yeah, right. Yeah, it, does. it does. It does feel great. <laughs> strong. I mean, strong. if you can get it right, <laughs> strong doesn't have to mean physically strong. No, like yeah. strength training is resilience training. It's a controlled yeah. environment where you build tolerance to stress. Yeah, and you put in specific. Well, I mean, we do specifically. But yeah. we'll put you in stressful scenarios to say how oh, you cut. I can confirm that. Yeah, and it's and and what you'll not find like is no, no, not that <laughs> but Spencer, you, where are you? You see <laughs> the people who uh, I've heard a lot of podcasts recently where they, they sort of ask people now, "Do you train?" Because they know if that if that person is training consistently, you know that somebody who has a bit of discipline, who yeah. makes good decisions, who will commit, who will keep showing up, mm. who has a little bit more. Um, what's the right word? Not Com- not resilience, but that that yeah. that resistance to pressure. Yeah, they know that. Yeah, when things get stressful, they've, they've got, got a little bit more mental resilience yeah. in there, and they've got an output going. as yeah. well. And it's those things that are often overlooked because they hear people are strong and they think oh, I'm going to get big. Yeah, and that's they are the top two percent of people who want to do that. Yeah, actually look that way. Whereas the reality right. of it is, strength testing is strength in general mental mm. strength resilience mm. physical strength and this is all good stuff to have you know to take into the equation about your performance you know at work and outside, mm. outside of work you know reducing your sickness more engagement more productivity um stress reduction that's the biggest thing for me these two know that um prevention of chronic diseases there's so many pieces of research out there about that about people who have got like very kind of um you know jobs that don't require them to move much and and the increase in that and the stress levels as well um and risk management like that's even a big thing in in organizations you get people to i don't know move better be mentally have more mental clarity then less accidents happen at work Mm -hmm. and less problems so even from if if there's a trip i don't know why i've gone to that ppi but but (laughs) a trip trip and fall at work if you're if if you're putting your body under stress and and, and it's, it's being forced to repair and recover. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna repair and recover better. Is that Definitely. the one where they fall over in the lobby and the, lo- the lawyers <laughs> yeah, are there? It's to pick so them up, bad, yeah. isn't it? Um, but yeah, no, thank you guys. It's been a really good chat. I think some of the stuff that we summarised today, the five key things I've taken from that is. Um, it's got to be um, individual, mm-hmm. so something that feels good to you and is in line with your own goals and and maybe even a little bit of your genes and the things that mm-hmm. are important. Yeah, yeah. You got to enjoy it. Because if you have to force yourself through, you're probably not going to stick to it. Correct. You're probably going to learn to hate it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got to be sustainable in the long term. So, that, so that's you know part of that as well. Um, show self-compassion to yourself. So mm-hmm. don't get hung up on it. If, take it seriously, but not too seriously. Yeah. You need to have that. You need to take it seriously enough so that you're making the benefit, but not too seriously that it becomes an illness. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And last one I put down was listen to your body. 
Yeah. Because for me, it is about, you know, week on week, day on day, you do feel different. Well, learn to listen to your body. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and and some of that is about how you feel mentally as mm. well as physically, isn't it? It's like, are the two lining up today? And sometimes there is a tipping point. You go, mm. mentally, I don't feel very strong. Physically, I feel a bit weaker, but I know if I go do something today, I'll probably feel stronger. It's mm-hmm. a bit of a vicious cycle sometimes, isn't it? But um, yeah, so there's just five things to consider. But thank you for popping in. Really That's enjoyed great. that. Really enjoyed that. Um, could probably keep going for another hour, but instead I think we'll save it for another 10 podcasts. Uh, no, so like, right. At least about 15 podcasts. <laughs> <out there. laughs> thank you guys. And we'll see you again soon for another T2 Hubcast. We are going to explore print. Are you talking about what's print? Print is this fantastic model that we use with a lot of our clients. It's all about unconscious motivators. So it's a model based on motivations that are responsible for our thoughts, for our feelings, for our actions, because they operate at that deeper level. If you really want to take it to the next level in regards to your self-development, whether it be for you as an individual, for your team, for your organisation, then get in touch because we'd love to help support. When I say it's changed my life, it really has. You guys need to get in touch with the T2 Towers. Yeah. Um, Send an email, follow us on social media. Thank you very much. I'm James Cooper. And I'm Benice Hassley.